22 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's our SMME exchange here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, tonight uh, we take a look at uh, a very interesting story uh, coming out uh, yeah, of um, uh, one of the uh, publications out uh, in Bumakoloni. And uh, tonight we talk to um, a lady who's just come back from the uh, uh, yeah, International Cannabis Conference out in Germany, Dr. Shiksha Gallo. Is a medical director of biodata quoted in the papers saying that um, this country should get its act together. It's going to be left behind in uh, the uh, runaway commercialization of cannabis that uh, certainly we see not just here in South Africa, but in our region as a whole. And she joins us tonight uh, to take a look at uh, this particular one. Dr. Gallo, good evening and welcome. Uh, good evening, Ayabongo. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much for joining us. Biodata, what is it that you guys do um, as Biodata? Yeah, so basically I'm running a medical uh, research company where we're looking at, you know, different forms of uh, medical plants to replace illnesses, but mainly medical cannabis or mm. medical cannabinoids. And the first study we're busy with is looking at how can we replace opioids with medical cannabis being a much safer, safer alternative what are for opioids? chronic pain. What, what's an opioid? So your opioids are a huge uh, opioid crisis mm. of obviously in U.S. People, you know, what happens is they get tolerance, you know, on taking the opioids. They get addicted and then you have our overdose rates are actually ridiculously high. So it's quite a dangerous medicine. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you are exploring, I guess, the chemical properties of cannabis to see whether or not you might be able to substitute away from those addictive and harmful opioids. Yes, 100%. Okay. Talk to me about where you were out in Germany, International Cannabis Conference. What is that uh, space? And uh, you've come back saying, well, it seems... We're going to be behind the curve here at home. Yes, yeah, so I was actually the largest um, cannabis business conferences. So it was actually very interesting. Countries all over the world were there, and they were talking about how they've evolved and what they're doing. So with regards to Germany, they're looking at, you know, they already have medicinal now uh, legal, and they're looking at the recre- opening up the recreational market similar to Canada and the Netherlands. I'm sure you're aware Thailand as well has now also opened up. So it was really interesting to see, you know, the different platforms. Uh, we had one South African on a panel. And then, uh, you know, for me, I felt South Africans were lacking there. We, what was, mm. That's where I see it. And I feel we're just wasting time. What do you think is preventing us from doing that? Because I think you make a very important point that, uh, you know, cannabis is certainly part of many of the indigenous cultures of this country. People have been cultivating the stuff for centuries in different parts of this country. And yet, it just seems, and also the other fun fact is that South Africa is probably one of the first, if not the first country, to criminalize cannabis uh, in the, the late uh, 19th century, I understand. Um, and so, in a, in a sense, there's this mixed and uneven history. What do you think in the current moment um, is constraining us from being able to really realize that role as the hub and also, I guess, a critical thought leader globally insofar as cannabis is concerned and different variants of it. Very decriminalizing. Yeah, I think we were the first one, right? A lot of people don't know that. We were not the first country. Yeah, I think we were the first country in the world to criminalize (laughs) cannabis. We were, 100 proposition. Um, Yeah, so they want to rather focus on medicinal. So we were very shocked that we just heard this news. I also... um, 
actually consult for government, so we assist them pro bono, by the way. Uh, we have a team of private uh, people, uh, private partnerships that actually, you know, um, assist government with the entire master plan that we are busy with. So we are quite shocked to hear this uh, recently over the last couple of days, and we want to obviously unpack it more. It's just been news recent. So, you know, for me, we need to take full exploitation of this amazing plant. We're going to fall further behind from the other countries. We have something that no other, you know, country country actually has with regards to the indigenous knowledge systems. I don't know if you heard about IKS. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, so we, we need to look at how we can access that, you know, have people to access it. And, you know, we're actually running the big one of the third, I think the third, we were running one of the third illegal cannabis um, uh, processes in the world. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Mm. South Africa was ranked num- number three. So my thinking is if we could run it so well illegally, why can't we just legitimize what we were doing illegally? Um, you know, it should be, you know, we look at standards and we look at, you know, we've given government some ideas on how to do it. Uh, we're looking at access to a formal benefi- beneficiation industry, you know, making these uh, people, uh, these farmers that have been using this as their bread and butter, uh, you know, making them the primary producers will have job creation, will change the economy. There's so much that can be, you know, we can be done. So the barriers are actually number one is the legislation. Mm. We're trying to copy what Europe is doing. We are not Europe. Why don't we come up with a proudly for the African strategy and show the world what we can make, what we're made of. We can become totally independent. Why are we following a first world country when we are a third world country and our poverty is is you know we, we, it's worse our, our unemployment yeah, rate yeah. is ridiculous yeah, you know so yeah. i don't understand dr gallo you make a very important point you know i i, I was speaking to somebody um over the last uh, i think few weeks or so you know in a part of the eastern cape who was saying look they made an investment and just the process of getting a sapra accreditation tripped up any export orders and i think they had an export order to australia or something uh for for the non you know psychoactive part of the plant so you know cbd focused type mm-hmm. of strain and so on uh, and so i think the issue firstly is yes the regulation which is prohibitively expensive for anybody who's been in in this particular sector for a considerable amount of time the second issue is this misunderstanding uh, and this mixed value proposition story that i think government is saying but the third one which i'm quite interested to hear your thoughts on is how do we integrate many of the women in particular in parts of KZN and the Eastern Cape, you spoke about indigenous knowledge systems earlier, who have those, who have that IKS embedded in their seeds and so on. How do we integrate them into commercially viable opportunities in the local market and for export as well? So we've actually come up, uh, you know, I've come up with the... Sorry, sorry, can you say that again, Doc? It costs 10, you 10 million rand 10 for, million rand for to a just research get, license. No, 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 for a SAPRA license. But is to, it for commercial export. use? It's for commercial use, yeah. But I just want to enter something and we want to do further clinical trials. But if they don't allow us to take, uh, I've actually even put it so nicely for SAPRA and government, we had phase one, phase two, phase three. And let's just work. We put the plan there. We got a plan for these people to integrate and include them. Why not work with us and help us? Because we're willing to offer licenses, people willing to offer their licenses to say, hey, guys, let's do this. Uh, so the plan is there, as I mentioned, the private sector we have a team of people that have been also consulting with government. We assisted them with the master plan. There's also fields of green for all who have done a manifesto. Everything is there. 
All they need to do is listen to us and take that bold step of saying, we owning cannabis, we're going to be the global leaders. We are going to take this, you know, bull by the horns, and we're going to see what we can do with, with it. But we are yeah. unfortunately not doing that. Talk to me about some of the other, I guess, economic spin-offs, because I guess there is the plant itself. Uh, but there's all of the other stuff, even for the medicinal applications. I mean, the syringes, the vials, and uh, I guess for the recreational market, you know, anything from the papers to the para- paraphernalia and everything else. Um, just your sense, having come back from Germany, of South Africa's potential market opportunity insofar as those are concerned. You know, you can actually create wealth with this plant for everybody because there's more than enough for everybody. The Eastern Cape has, uh, and I guess the Premier has also made quite a meal of, um, you know, how big an opportunity there is for green gold, as they call it. Uh, Even in the state of the province address, big things spoken about it. Um, Has that been matched up with action, just by your observation? Look, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I I guess, you know, the other element uh, to what you've been talking about is the current market situation. And uh, you said something earlier, which I want to come back to. Ever since the 2018 Constitutional Court judgment where people can grow their own cannabis, uh, you're suggesting there's been an effective reduction in demand for even those who are already producing the stuff. And there's also been a decline in prices. What what impact has that had on the livelihoods of many people who are informally growing it for black market purposes? Look, I've met with some of them come in and these poor people have been left with not having a market for their cannabis. So it's really impacted negatively on them. Yeah, yeah. And Shiksha, I mean, if there were two or three things that you think in the short term could be done to unlock this massive opportunity. I mean, I was talking to the statistician general. The Eastern Cape has the worst unemployment outcomes, you know, um, and it also has, I guess, uh, it is one of the places with the biggest opportunity insofar as what we're talking about. Two things that we could do in the short term, what would those be? So the first bins get their panel, hemp panels from. And their harnesses. They get it from China. Mm. <laughs> Why can't we produce hemp here and give it to Mercedes Benz in the Eastern Cape? Why? So, you know, there's the, we, we need to, to, to look at those strategies and separate everything. And, and, you know, cannabis is one of the safest medicines on earth. You mm. cannot overdose from it. You can't die from it, you know, although it has to be obviously made in a... You know, good, good, uh, you know, quality control and all of that. But I'm sure, talking about sure. it compared to other medicines. So, you know, if we look at those three facets that I mentioned, I think, and we put this together in the master plan. I'm just saying, we, we put all of this together. So it is there. It's just government to say, hey, guys, let's work together to implement. So, so that's where we are. Yeah. Dr. Gallo, we're going to have to leave it here for tonight. Uh, but I want to thank you for taking time out to speak to us. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye. That is Dr. Shiksha Gallo speaking to us all the way from uh, Kwakombo out in East London. Uh, 20 minutes it is uh, before 9pm and I'm, I can't help but think, you know. In um, it was Ninzi. I mean, I have a lot to do, I guess, with mindset and how we get things right. Because uh, but it just seems that it's a corner. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Give us a ring uh, out on our WhatsApp line. I'm telling you, if mangoes, if they were saying mangoes decure uh, your HIV and your your, your cancer, given also it's not easy to plant mangoes. Given what regulated mango trees, they would want to license it. You have to have a license 
in order for you to own mango trees, <laughs> bagenya, and then uh, bagenya this big corporates get on as the owner, ah, uh, uh, regulatory, whatever for the mangoes, brag. What's one? What's one? I. Yeah, 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 yeah. My brother, they're saying, look up, it's all the same. Uh, and he makes the example of the mangoes. And he says, if um, if mangoes were known to have properties that cure cancer or whatever ailment, uh, we'd find the same situation where it's cornered by those with very deep pockets, corporations and so on. Um, and effectively, that would create a, a different kind of situation where you have this policy and regulatory uncertainty. And... Uh, yeah, because I, I mean, I do think, I do think that um, there is an element here of trying to corner the market in very particular kinds of ways, preemptively. And since 2018, um, you know, there's yet to be some clear guidance. I mean, the fact that you need 10 million, 10 meter, huh? 10 million to get a SAPRA license just to export. And you must remember what you are producing. You have no chance of being able to sell in the local market, which effectively takes away a potential, a large potential market from you, which is close to where you are. I mean, ostensibly, you are producing close to where the people who want your product are. And then they say uh, here in South End, no, 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 no. You are not going to sell that because we don't allow the sale of recreation. But also, what do you make of this idea that the, the value proposition of recreational cannabis is mixed. I, I'm lost today. I'm very lost. Because the whole point is to put in place all of the safeguards. I mean, is the value proposition of alcohol not mixed? You know, is the value proposition of the sale of tobacco products not mixed? Or the sale of Yahabli Babli not mixed? I mean, come on. Um, so I think there are big question marks insofar as the management of the downside, you know, uh, pharmacological or other risks associated with the sale of these products. But uh, my brother, they're saying, no, Brayaka, um, they should not have told us that uh, cannabis has all of these properties. I mean, uh, you know, somebody was saying over the weekend that uh, the moment they start to talk up a particular product, run for the hills because you know is uh, But what effectively has happened in this case is that they've allowed you, me, and everybody else uh, the opportunity to cultivate for their own personal use. And that's effectively taken out a market for many of the informal uh, micro uh, entrepreneurs who operate in this space, in particular African women, as I said when we started. Um, and that, as we'll see, is going to have devastating consequences in many rural communities uh, in our country. But yeah, do continue to send us those voice notes. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that particular one.